Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. A, a quick weather update, I guess, from Brisbane to start with. Beautiful blue skies and uh, high 20-odd degrees. Thank goodness. We've recovered from a very wet and um, rainy Easter and we're back to blue skies and um, nice warm weather, which is what we've become accustomed to and why a lot of people are moving to southeast Queensland for the climate that we have and for the lifestyle that we have. So um, we're excited today. It is market update time once again. So probably uh, you will be hearing a lot more of my voice once again with all of the latest uh, data and also a summary of what's actually been happening out on the ground. So all those people have actually spoken to a few people lately and they they do say they love the market update um, with all the data that Melinda brings. So for those that have mentioned that, um, I'm sure you'll enjoy this episode. So um, look, we'll jump straight into it if you like um, and start off with a bit of the economic update. Yeah, I think there is uh, a lot of optimism in the market at the moment. You know, if you are, you'd have to have your head in the sand, I guess, if you're not seeing what they're saying about, you know, property markets booming all across the country. One thing that we always say, and it's very important for people to understand, is that Australia is not one property market. Whilst there are macroeconomic drivers for the current property boom across the country, remember there are citywide and, you know, not even within a city. Brisbane's not one property market. There's also local drivers of supply and demand and every market is performing a bit differently. And if we look at the macro drivers, for example, yes, we've got an environment where interest rates are at record lows and we know that the RBA have clearly stated that interest rates will not be rising again until we do have inflation back within the target range of 2 to 3%. So, you know, being at record lows for many property buyers, it's never, ever been cheaper than now to buy a property using borrowed funds. Um, we also saw throughout March more big banks cut their fixed interest rates. So that's really reassuring for buyers that want certainty of costs for holding a property. Um, if we look at some of the lending information, we know that uh, first home buyers now are making up um, about 31.6% of all buyers uh, in Queensland. So that's really interesting. Obviously, first home buyers, they're getting into the market because it's often cheaper right now to buy a property than to rent a property. And we do know that some of those first home buyers are using um, guarantors being their parents in most instances um, to, to help them get into the market if they don't already have that deposit. So if you're unsure about that as a strategy, talk to your mortgage broker, um, get advice and, and see if that's going to work for you. We've also got home buyers who are upgrading uh, because of cheap money. So, you know, a lot of home buyers are looking to find their family home. The difficulty is finding it because of um, the, the current low stock, but we're going to get to that a little bit later. Now, the other thing is that investors are returning to the market and that is the case especially so in Queensland. Lending data has confirmed that um, there has been an increase in investor lending. It's now 21.5% of all lending throughout Queensland. That is low compared to the long-term trend, but it's definitely seen a recent uptick. So, um, those investors are being driven to southeast Queensland, especially for um, affordability, for the high rental yields that uh, we are able to provide in comparison to other major capitals like Sydney and Melbourne. And also simply because 
um, of the current drivers for demand and the price disparity between Brisbane and and the other big capitals. Yeah, I think I think just touching on the things that you've mentioned there, Melinda, it is when people talk to us and we do get this question asked a lot when um, we have our discovery calls and our inquiries, people ask whether it's a good time to buy or should I wait for a little while. But as you just mentioned there with a couple of points, interest rates are, are so low at the moment. Um, money's almost free to borrow compared to what it used to be, as, we, as we've spoken about previously. Um, Brisbane is is very affordable. Um, if you just look at whether it's an investor from that that 800 range, million dollar range, or, or even people looking to relocate up this way, one, two million dollars, what you would get in, say, Sydney and Melbourne for that amount compared to what you get here in Brisbane, it's just completely different. Absolutely. And I will also say, just while we're comparing cities, you know, off the back of COVID-19, there's very different um, circumstances for the big capitals of Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane. And if we just break that down a little bit, I know that there's been negative population growth in Sydney, in Melbourne, um, in the last 12 months. However, not so for Brisbane. We are actually seeing population growth increase. Um, and that's because we are reliant on a different type of population movement. So Southeast Queensland typically sees a lot of interstate migration. We're seeing people relocate from the southern states. However, Sydney and Melbourne are a lot more dependent on international or um, you know, people coming from overseas, international migrants coming into the country. Now, with border closures internationally, of course, we're not seeing that international migration happening right now. So, you know, that's having a different type of impact on the property markets. Um, whereas here, not only in, in Brisbane do we have a crisis in terms of not enough properties to, va- to buy based on very low listings, and we'll talk about that, but we also have a rental crisis right now. That's, again, very different to Sydney and Melbourne. Um, in Brisbane, vacancy rates are extremely tight and when we look at a suburb level it is a crisis in a lot of locations there simply are not enough properties available for people to rent so that is putting enormous upward pressure on rents um, and it's causing people to be concerned about you know finding a home whether they are a buyer or a renter you know it is a crisis in Brisbane there simply is not enough stock. So we'll jump onto the vacancy rates a little bit later but um, just very quickly, when you get a negative as a positive, that's great for investors. It is great for investors. Um, obviously, if you're already in the market, it is great to see, you know, prices accelerating and growing rapidly. If you're not in the market, you know, you've got to look forward and understand, well, what is Brisbane going to look like in the future, five years, 10 years, 15 or even 30 years from now to get an understanding as to whether it's the right time to um, get into the market or not. But, you know, I guess there was a lot of talk from uh, you know, a lot of commentators and particularly the media about this cliff, this fiscal cliff mm. that was coming. Um, and Scott, we just uh, saw the end of some of that government support being JobKeeper um, just recently. Yeah, I was actually going to, I was actually going to say cliff, what cliff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think many predicted that this would uh, mark a period of time where property uh, values would plummet because of the number of forced sellers that would come into the market. Um, look, there's no evidence whatsoever of that happening here in Brisbane. Um, you know, in fact, loan deferrals now, they've fallen to just $14 billion. And if we look at that, it's 0.5% of total loans in February, according to APRA's latest figures, um, we're still on deferral. So I think it's fairly safe to assume that the systemic risk um, of, of seeing that huge influx of forced sellers coming into the market has now passed. Um, and in fact, right now in Brisbane, if 
if there are any um, increases in the number of people that do need to sell, I think that the buyers would welcome that just based on the current, you know, imbalance between buyers and sellers. Yeah, there was a lot of talk actually on, on the ground here about people being forced to sell and you'll pick up bargains and things like that. I, I actually, I don't think I've even heard of one that, that I can remember out on the ground of, of having people having to sell because of um, repayments. No, it's it's interesting. I mean, we talk to agents all the time. Agents are talking to sellers all of the time. Um, obviously, agents may not say if they're a forced seller because of financial um, reasons, but in most cases, we're hearing that that people are selling because they're upgrading. They're selling because they're relocating. They're not selling because they're they're having to sell. So you know, there's no evidence that we're seeing on the ground um, of forced selling at all here in Brisbane. Um, and I think that you know, people are also there's a lot of negativity around, you know, property markets when they are booming and there's a lot of naysayers coming in to say, you know, the bubble will burst. Um, One thing that I will say is that the lending standards do remain very tight. And if anyone has recently applied for a loan um, in, in the last few months, you will understand the hoops you still have to jump through to to actually secure funding. So, you know, it is a rigorous process. It's not easy to get funding. Um, and there has been, you know, a slight increase in the number of higher value, higher loan to value ratio loans that have been um, written due to the success of the first home loan deposit scheme put out by the federal government. Um, lending is still actually a lot tighter than it used to be. So we don't see that being a systemic risk either. Yeah, it's it is something that when people come again to us, they um they talk about you know, getting their getting their loans and getting their approvals um up up front before we actually start to go and look and work with clients. Um, so yeah, definitely need to do some work there with your uh, with your broker or whoever you're borrowing your money from. So what what about the job side of things as well? Well, I think you know everyone that's listening to the news will see that you know the government is as surprised as the rest of us that the job ads have surged, you know, there's a there's a huge recovery in the unemployment rate. Um, in fact, according to ANZ, um, job ads have surged to the highest level since 2008. And, you know, Australian Bureau of Statistics data has actually confirmed that Queensland has outperformed many other states on the jobs front. And we've had a record high 53,500 job vacancies just recently. So it's a very opportunistic time for job seekers to be out looking for work in Queensland. And I think that in itself, you know, combined with everything else that's going on um, at an economic level, it's really causing consumer confidence to surge. Um, And not only that, but business confidence is also surging. So, you know, a few months ago, no one was as optimistic as they are now. And um, I guess all of the economic indicators are that um, the future still looks very bright for for the economy and especially here in Queensland and southeast Queensland specifically. Yeah, when you talk job-wise, I know that um, look, we've mentioned it a few times and if the Olympics do go ahead in 2032 in Brisbane, again, that that's just going to boost that job side of things. Um, it, it does look quite positive on that. So um, if we jump into the market update, I, I wouldn't mind just asking if we have a look at um, and we talked about this on a few updates um, in the last couple of months is some of the predictions that some of the big banks have made at the start of 2021. And, and this is just interesting what they've predicted for a 12 month change mm. compared to what's actually happening now. Now, I know back then ANZ said 9.5%, CBA was 16.6% and uh, Westpac were 20%. 
Now, that was for a 12-month prediction. What's that reflect like, say, month to month like, I guess, or, or in the local market update now? Yeah, look, I love um, dissecting the data and, and helping people understand, you know, the various segments, etc. Um, when we look at dwelling values, it does group houses and units and townhouses all as one. Um, now, index results from CoreLogic show that up to the 31st of March, we have seen a quarterly price change in dwellings in Brisbane of 4.8%. Um, so that's across three months. Now, we do like to break that down further into houses and units, which I will do in a minute. But what that means is for Greater Brisbane, the current median value for all dwellings is $548,260. Now, that's the highest it has ever been. We are at record highs in terms of dwelling prices. Um, one thing that I will say is that we also uh, track the daily home value index in-house and specifically the quarterly change in that daily index. So this is uh, data that is updated every day based on um, new data that's filtering through the CoreLogic Research House. What I can say with absolute certainty is from last month to this month, the quarterly change is accelerating. So we were below 4% um, about four or five weeks ago in the quarterly um, indices in terms of price growth, now we are tracking at 5.8% quarterly. So this tells us when we break that data down that price growth is not only increasing, but it is accelerating. So the further we, we move into 2021, the faster the price growth seems to be based on the um, core logic tracking at a quarterly basis on that daily data. And, and I guess the more the consumer confidence increases and things like the vaccine and that'll happen and, and start to roll out a lot more anyway, that confidence is probably going to increase and put pressure more on that as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, people can borrow money. They've, they're they feeling optimistic. So they tend to make more big purchasing decisions because of that. Um, I also would like to um, sort of break that down a little bit more because when we talk about median values, obviously the median value for Greater Brisbane does not necessarily reflect what's happening in every single location in Brisbane. And when we're looking at, you know, a suburb level, we know for a fact that some suburbs have moved, moved I'd say, between 15 and 20% in the last three months. And that's not an overestimation, that's reality. Other suburbs have moved a lot less. However, um, core logic are tracking the um, hedonic value indexes by uh, the property value. And what we know for certain here in Brisbane is that the top 25% um, of uh, property values have increased in value the most in the last three months. Um, we've seen 5.8% growth in the top 25% of property values. <laughs> Um, in the middle 50th percent, so that's around the median value, we've seen 4.3% growth. And in the lowest segment of the market, so the lowest value properties, the lowest 25% um, value of properties, we've only seen 3.2%. So when you are looking at median values for a city, you must understand which segments of the market are moving faster because obviously now that we understand that breakdown, we know um, with certainty that there are definitely some markets moving a lot faster than others. And as a property buyer, that's essential information to know because you can't just be basing offers on um, on median data if you're in a location that's moved a lot more than, than what that median number might show you. I, I think I talked about this on, a, on another episode um, a couple of weeks ago, um, and it's probably a good example of the property that we looked at 12 months ago in Inner North 
uh, Brisbane that I think 12 months ago, they best offer they got was about 1.2. Mm. Sold at auction a couple of weeks ago for 1.5. Yeah, exactly. A perfect example of what we're seeing at the the top end of the market. And for anyone that's listening from Sydney or Melbourne, yes, that is the top end of our market. Something over, you know, one point two mil does seem to be, um, you know, in the higher price point. Certainly, would be within the top twenty five percent, especially when our median value is tracking only at five hundred and forty eight thousand dollars or thereabouts. So, so what about a breakdown of the housing side of things? Yeah, so look, obviously, um, we like to break it down further because houses are not the same product type as units here in Brisbane. In fact, that's the case for anywhere. Um, In the last month, house prices have shifted upward 2.6% here in Brisbane. So that's quarterly change of 5.3% in houses themselves. Um, So that's record highs once again. Um, Now, Compared to last month, that's a median increase of $14,737,000 more. So if you are buying, if you are negotiating right now and you're wondering whether that extra five dollars or $10,000 um, is worth paying for the asset, um, just remember the last month alone based on median data has seen price increases of nearly $15,000 uh, based on median data. So um, remember, negotiation is very hard. In fact, almost non-existent in a market that's moving so rapidly because it is best price wins, especially if it's a multiple offer situation. And we've talked about, you know, how you need to position offers in in those circumstances. So units? Yeah, units. Um, definitely think we've seen the bottom of the uh, the unit market performance and we, we seem to be um, on a very slow upward recovery. So across the month of March, we've seen price growth of 1% across all units in Greater Brisbane. That's quarterly growth now of 2.4%. So uh, definitely behind the housing market in terms of performance. Uh, but you know we are no longer in negative territory for um, the year-to-date data or the quarterly data. So we seem to have hit the bottom and we are on a small recovery there, which is quite reassuring for anybody that's um, in that market. Now, the units were probably heavily affected, obviously, from COVID because of inner city students um, and, and the um, having the foreign students come across to... Um, to study as well. Yeah, absolutely. We saw huge vacancy risk in that market and obviously we'll get to the the vacancy um, rates and how that's recovered shortly. Excellent. So supply, um, what about the supply side of things? Yeah, look, from a supply perspective, um, there's two types of supply that we're going to talk about. One is the short-term supply. Obviously, that relates to um, listing volumes in Brisbane. So we know based on CoreLogic data, new listings are... Um, down only 0.7% compared with the equivalent period from this time last year. However, um, total listings are now down 30.2% compared to the equivalent period 12 months ago. So there is a huge um, shortage of, of properties available. In fact, we put something out on our socials a couple of weeks ago to agents um, just saying, hi, agents, where are all these new listings that uh, we were promised that were coming, um, you know, soon after Easter? Because, you know, when we're speaking to agents, um, we understand how many uh, presentations they're doing to sellers to get a feel for how much future supply might be coming to the market as well. And um, that gives us a bit of an indication of, you know, what what numbers we're going to see in new listings in in the immediate future? Yeah, I think I think looking at um, like realestate.com, that has increased a little bit um, post Easter. But just talking to some agents recently, I think I spoke to one yesterday. I think it was um, he was doing seventeen um, proposals. Mm. So uh, you know, there's a lot of properties. 
his words were that he can see a bit of a wave coming through of properties. Which I think would be um, welcomed given the current um, imbalance between supply and demand. And we will talk about the numbers that we're still seeing um, out at open homes. Now, of course, the second type of supply um, that, you know, we always track and we always look at is that long-term supply. And that comes down to what's coming through in building approvals and and also in, in development approvals. So, you know, off the back of the home builder stimulus that the federal government um, put through, we, which has now ended, by the way, so there's no further stimulus in that regard. But we have seen an increase in dwelling approvals in Queensland in February, and it's up by 40.5%. So that's actually quite a high spike. It does help us to understand that there's more future supply that will be on its way. And it is important to understand where this future supply is going to be built throughout Greater Brisbane so that we can then better understand the total impact on supply and demand at at a more local level. So keep that in mind. Obviously, long-term supply, it's not something that's going to come through this week or next week. It's definitely going to be, you know, uh, 12, 18 uh, months away, even longer, depending on whether that's um, house and land packages or whether that's higher density unit developments. That's what we break down further for our clients. But um, just be aware that there is some future supply in the long-term pipeline. It'll be interesting to see that future supply side of things in the building. Um, a few contacts I've got in the building industry have talked about um, availability of material for building um, and also um, the pressure on prices. Um, there's some increase in building prices in certain things. So it'll be, an in, it'll be interesting to see what happens on that um, in, the, in the construction market as well. Yeah, definitely. It's been up, upward pressure on building costs. Um, so, you know, I know because we do help some clients with, um, knockdown rebuilds and also, you know, subdivision and and rebuild um, opportunities. So we're very aware of construction costs and they have definitely shifted over the last 12 to 18 months. Um, and so property buyers that are looking to renovate or looking to build, they need to be aware of the increasing costs and factor that into any um, feasibility that they're looking at. Yeah, definitely. So the rental market, um, what's happening on the rental market side of things? Yeah, look, vacancy rates, I touched on it before, still very tight at a citywide level. So there has been no change uh, between February and March. It's still sitting across Greater Brisbane at 1.5%. Um, most regions are still very tight. So, you know, we've got the Beanley Corridor at 0.7%. The Brisbane CBD Um, it's 5.2%. Now, remember, we were hitting peaks um, of close to 15% um, at the peak of the pandemic. So a huge and rapid recovery there and definitely um, back to to less than what we experienced during the peak supply of units back in 2016. So that's really reassuring for any investors that may have had a vacant unit in the CBD in Brisbane. They're definitely seeing better absorption now. Um, In East Brisbane, vacancy rates sitting at 1.2% right now. Inner Brisbane, um, 2.9%. So that's been a good recovery between February and March. In Ipswich, vacancy currently at 1%. Northern Brisbane Corridor, vacancy currently at 0.8%. Southeast Brisbane, vacancy at 0.6%. Southern Brisbane, 1.7%. And West Brisbane, 1.4%. Now, remember, these are regions uh, when we look at a suburb level, there are some suburbs that are in a rental crisis, you know, vacancy rates of 0.2% or 0.4% are completely unheard of. That's, you know, giving property investors huge upward um, lift on the amount of rent that they can achieve simply because when a property is rented, 
um, tenants are scrambling, they are offering more than the advertised price. And they're also offering things like, you know, six months rent payments in advance and um, other incentives just to get, you know, a, a property you know, that they can call home. We've even heard of some tenants putting forward photos and, and letters with their application to to help the landlord select them. So it really is a crisis. And I guess if you're in that market, it's um, not a very good place to be when there's really nothing to select. Yeah, that, they're incredibly low numbers for the, for the rental side of it. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, from an investor point of view, if you're looking to um, invest in the market, um, there's a pretty good chance you'll get a tenant for sure. Yeah, and I think if we look at the data and um, we reflect back on what's happened in the last 12 months for houses, rents have increased here in Brisbane 5.2%. Again, this is citywide data, so it's very relevant to understand what's happening at a more local level because some areas have increased a lot faster than others. And I know, you know, one of our personal investment properties in an inner city location had a rental increase of $90 per week between um, last year and, and the renewal just in January this year. So, you know, that's significant. Um, it's definitely upward of 10%. And, you know, people need to be aware that not all properties will increase in rent at the same amount. Those that have more scarcity um, in areas that are really desirable where people have the capacity to pay higher rent um, will typically achieve higher rents in these sort of boom times. In units, um, we have seen a small recovery in the amount of rent that's being achieved as well. In the last 12 months, we've seen an increase of 1.1% in the unit market for rents as well. So everything is on the up, which is positive. Yeah. So um, what about out on the ground, Um, seeing things? Um, I know that, you know, we've been to a few, we went to a property on Easter Saturday, actually. Um, We went out out personally ourselves and had a look. Um, There's quite a line up there. Um, Easter long weekend, um, there was a, a nice house and it was um, 22 offers made on the Saturday mm. um, and sold that sold that day. That was the first open as well on Easter Saturday. Yeah, Easter Saturday, um, we spent the morning out at a number of properties, but this particular property, um, what we have seen, I guess, in comparison to probably four weeks ago is not quite... Um, as many people in the lineups to get through open homes. I think we've seen a small softening there. However, I don't think that's at the moment translating to fewer offers. So I I, I see that as being more qualified buyers are out, um, but those that are just browsing have, have given up um, or those that weren't serious buyers have given up. So we're definitely still seeing lineups. We're definitely having to, um, you know, allow extra time to get through a property because of the number of people that are going through. Um, But that is a classic example. Um, It's not an uncommon example. We're not just picking out a one-off. That was 22 offers after the first open home and, you know, 21 buyers missed out. Um, Just last weekend, we, we looked at another property for a client. We had already been through, but we did go um, to the the first open home where the majority of buyers were getting through. Same thing. I think there were 17 offers on that property sold same day. Um, and, you know, that's 16 buyers that missed out. So this is across the board in a lot of um, high quality locations throughout Brisbane. There are still a lot of qualified buyers putting forward offers. There's high competition and there's a lot of buyers that are consistently missing out. So, you know, on some occasions we've seen some buyers stretch to to prices that um, almost seem ridiculous. Um, obviously, you can't compete with emotional buyers that are willing to throw everything at a property. You have to understand the value that you're willing to pay as a property buyer. Um, someone else might have much more emotional connection to a property, and if they want to pay a ridiculous price, then that's let them be. But um, you just need to be aware of the 
where the value lies in a property, how far that market may have moved within the last two to three months to apply a stretch factor based on current market conditions and still understand where your walkaway price is. Yeah, you've got to be careful not to look at the historical data um, that that is obviously registered sales because that is quite old compared to the market, um, the way it's moving at the moment. Uh, auctions are really strong. There's, there's still really good numbers at auctions, people registering and, and bidding at auctions. And the other thing I, I was going to mention was um, it'll be interesting to see now that our restrictions have all lifted, um, what this weekend will bring, because obviously with restrictions of masks and the amount of people that could go, um, we'll be out obviously this weekend, uh, the whole team will be out, out and about on the road. So it'll be interesting to see what numbers are out. If people do come back into that market just to the sticky beaks to have a bit of a look um, or if it's a serious buyers. So we'll give you a bit of an update on that um, post this weekend with what we see as well. Yeah, it's a good point. You know, we have come off the back of lockdown just before Easter. So maybe that is, you know, part of the reason why there haven't been as many buyers out. It's only those that are serious that have been lining up um, during this time where we've had more stringent restrictions off the back of COVID-19, wearing masks and um, social distancing. So yeah, we'll definitely report back to, to help you understand if there is any change this weekend now that restrictions are being lifted. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for listening again. I hope everyone got some good information out of that. Um, and we'll, um, we'll look forward to chatting again next week. So enjoy the weather. Enjoy this beautiful sunshine. If you're not up in Brisbane, well, you're missing out um, severely. But um, enjoy yourself. Thanks very much for listening. I'll let Melinda wrap it up and um, talk soon. Thanks very much. Bye for now. Yeah, thanks for joining us again. Um, I think that we've summarised it pretty well today. Brisbane buyers are definitely still feeling opportune. Uh, there's opportunity in the city. Um, I think anyone that's looking to sell, you know, there's a lot of buyer depth there. So, you know, it's not a bad time to sell if you intend to do so. Um, And yeah, hopefully this uh, update has given you a snapshot of what we are seeing out on the ground, as well as what the data is telling us. So um, that's it for me for today. We look forward to chatting with you again next week. As always, please share this podcast with friends and family. If you found some benefit, um, tell just one other person about um, what we do and the information that we share. And as always, if you can leave us a review, we would love to hear from you. Um, Until next week, bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.